0: below spewing jagged shrapnel and creating a cloud of smoke that had risen into the air a number of people had been wounded although none had been killed martinez had been two hundred miles away in medellin at the time and had called his wife frantically when he'd heard he'd then flown back to bogota and had arranged for her and their children to go into hiding The cartel, Martinez realized, could have killed his entire family. Instead, they'd chosen to send the bomb as the sort of message they knew the colonel would understand. We, the Medellin cartel, know your family lives here. We can kill them any time we wish. If you continue to pursue us, your family will cease to exist. This is a warning. For much of the last three years, Colonel Martinez had been living an almost monastic life in Medellin. There he was quartered on a police base with the rest of the hand-picked members of the special police force that he'd helped to create and currently led, El Bloque de Busqueda, the search block, In 1989, the Colombian government had selected Martinez to command what both he and his fellow officers believed to be a suicidal mission, hunting down Colombia's most powerful and feared drug lord, Pablo Escobar, and dismantling Escobar's Medellin cartel, Martinez hadn't wanted the job. In fact, most of his colleagues felt that he'd be dead within a few months, if not weeks. But an appointment was an appointment, Martinez believed. After all, he'd spent his entire life in the police, ever since becoming a cadet. Duty was duty. If he didn't do it, then someone else would be ordered to instead— After years of giving and receiving orders, Martinez wasn't about to disobey one now. At the same time, the colonel realized perhaps that's why he'd been given the mission in the first place. While others might resign or try to pass the assignment on, Martinez's superiors knew that he was one of the few who never would— He was well-known, in fact, as the kind of officer who got things done. His record was clean. He'd not only obtained the rank of colonel, but also had graduated from law school at the top of his class. Martinez was now middle-aged, was married with three kids, and was on track to become a general. But only if he could survive his present mission. Martinez and his family had been living in Bogota when he'd received his new command. The assignment called for Martinez to move immediately to Medellin. There he was to conduct operations in a city where the cartel had already paid off most of the local police. Law enforcement in Colombia was a poorly paid profession, after all, while drugs were bringing in billions of dollars— Corruption was at an all-time high. So many Medellin judges, police, and politicians were on the cartel's payroll, in fact, that Pablo Escobar was considered untouchable in his hometown. The cartel, of course, made the payments to protect its major business, the exportation of cocaine. Bribes were thus one of the cartel's unavoidable operating expenses— If certain individuals proved troublesome and could not be bought, or if other individuals cheated or betrayed them, then Escobar and the cartel employed a veritable army of thousands of specialized hitmen called sicarios, who enabled the cartel to enforce its will— By the late 1980s, some 2,000 sicarios, mostly young teenagers, swarmed Medellin's crowded streets, often riding tandem on the backs of small motorcycles. The one in front was the designated driver, the one behind, the shooter. Escobar, who, according to some, had worked as a sicario himself in his teens, had sent out word to his young killer.